When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Pluto. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Schmoda. What's up, Movie Trivia Schmodown fans? Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown, the official episode of the Movie Trivia Schmodown. My name is Brad Gilmore, but you might know me by another name. You might know me as... Oh, my God. You're my dream boat, for sure. The boat. Hashtag best of all time. Hashtag Brad's opinion is true. Hashtag boat life. Hashtag I'm on a boat. And I'm joined in L.A. where he stay. <laughs> that main is a bad, bad main. He is... West Coast Friend. That's right. I stay in L.A. because I have no other choice. Uh, I can't do anything. Um, it's it's been it's a bunch of crap. <laughs> well, um, welcome to the club. I think we've all been experiencing the similar things for the last several uh, months. I don't yeah. even know anymore. Yeah, it's. I I never thought that I would get to that point. You know, when my folks retired, my dad would say a lot of the times like when I'm talking to him on the phone or whatever, he's like, "Hey, what day is it?" Right? And I'm like, "It's Tuesday, Dad. How can you not know? It's Tuesday." And then I find myself thinking that every day is Saturday. Yeah, you know, I'm actually kind of used to not knowing what day of the week is just because my regular work schedule, it's a rotating schedule, so I work for and then I'm off too. So my days are always all over the place. Um, so this was really nothing new, but it has kind of exaggerated it a little bit, I will admit. Right. It's, 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 um, it's wild. Yeah. It's wild, just as wild as this week in the movie trivia Schmodown. It's wild, just like blurring out the butt in Splash by making the girl's hair longer, but not doing it to Wolverine in X-Men Days of Future Past, which is the best X-Men movie. It's very odd. I don't really want to stare at a bare Hugh Jackman ass, but if it's there, I'm not going to look away. (laughs) I mean, you know, hey, uh, 
no comments. <laughs> I got nothing for you there. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Understandable. Agreed. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we have a we have a um an interesting week of the movie trivia spotlight because of the Skybound Expo going on. Um, they're going to be premiering, debuting the Chance Ellison Robert Parker match. So, guess what, guys? We're actually not going to talk about that today. We're not. Oh, and that Mike Kalinowski Eric Zipper match. Yeah, no, no, swinging a miss again. Not the show for you today. However, once those matches debut, the Rundown Boys with a Z. You like that? That's my DJ skills. That's good. DJ, DJ Boat in the house. Um, the Rundown Boys with a Z will be reacting to all of those matches in a very special place, Frank. Where are we going to do that? I believe it will be on the new channel from the Schmodown. That is the Trivia Schmodown Quick Clips channel. Uh, yeah, we're, after those matches uh, debut Saturday and then Sunday, you're going to want to go over to that channel after you subscribed, obviously. You subscribe to it, so most of you who have subscribed will know when that video goes up on that channel, and then you can hear Brad and I's thoughts on those two matches from, uh, you know, that's going to happen. Well, probably when you're listening to it, one of them may have already happened. But, uh, but yeah, go over there and uh, you'll hear what we have to say because we could not wait a whole nother week no. uh, to talk about these two matches because then we'll just, because we have to talk about the finals after that. So, right. We got to know, we got to talk about the finals. We got to know who's in the finals. So, in order to know who's in the finals, we have to know about these matches. In order to talk about these matches, we got to talk about them this week and not next week because if we talk about them next week, it's two minutes. You know what I'm saying? I okay. feel like I'm Andrew Guy on backstage, is what I just felt like right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is something that, obviously, we're going to have to discuss. But my, my question for you, Frank, is this. The Schmodown Quick Clips channel is awesome. You get to 10,000 subscribers. By the end of July, the Roka Doc is going to be on that channel. And I've seen the Roka Doc. It's pretty cool, man. I really do enjoy it. I'll tell you what I like most about it. For the people who haven't seen it and want to see it, here's a little snippet. I love all the footage at Free For All. Like him getting to the building, mm-hmm. sitting up against a wall, you know, like the, the the pre-match rituals, if you will. That was a really cool thing to see. Yeah, that was kind of like uh, the idea I kicked around with uh, Eric, or, you know, as as the community knows him, Nerd Chronic. Um, we kind of kicked around that idea of weaving in and out and using the, the free-for-all as the spine and kind of going in and out of those moments with Roka. And, um, yeah, I thought it thought Eric really made that work really, really well. And uh, he did a great job on that whole thing. And uh, if if we fail to get to 10,000 10, clips uh, or 10,000 subscribers on the Clips channel, then we have failed Nerd Chronic. We have failed Eric uh, because now we are denying the public this incredible yep. documentary that he worked on. Uh, for John Roca, the outlaw. And uh, like I said last week, you don't want to let Eric down now, do you, folks? Come on, don't do that to him. He's the nerd chronic. How could you let a guy with that cool of a nickname down? And and by the way, on the Quick Clips channel, you can find those promos that he's that he's been doing uh, last year and can this year. Can you say year. that pretty good? What's quick, that? Quick Clips. Quick can you clips. say that five times in a row? Quick Clips. Quick Clips. <laughs> 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 Quick clips, quick clips, quick clips. No, you can't. Quick clips, quick okay. clips. I'll get it. I'll get it one day. Um, 
<laughs> We're all laughing at you. That's about right. That's about right these days. Wow, it's getting louder. <laughs> okay, I'm slightly uncomfortable at this at this juncture. All right. Uh, anyways, uh, we're getting back to Dirt Chronics promos. Yeah, you can find those on the Quick Clips channel. And uh, we put up uh, the Andrew Guy, Ben Bateman one from the Civil War back from Houston, uh, which was a great promo that, uh, that, that Eric did. And then there's the Kalinowski Cushing San Diego Comic-Con one. That one is incredible. What a story yeah. uh, that rivalry was. Uh, there's also an underrated one I put up there, I think, an under-the-radar under one between Janine and Stacey Howard. Remember, they had that split. Janine, or I'm sorry, Stacey went to corruption, and, and Jay and Janine were like, what's going on? That's another great under-the-radar promo that, that Eric did. Um, what else is up there? Oh, the, the Founding Fathers Shazam promo for Spectacular from last year, Spectacular 4. That's a really, really great one. So That one is great. More that of those. Really great. Yeah, more of those are popping up on the channel. I tried, I'm trying to put one up per day just because there's a ton. There's like over like 60-something that Eric sent me that I can put up on the channel. So we'll be good for a couple months on those. And uh, they're, they're just you know great to go back and relive certain moments and matches and remember and, and um, you know something that you can also – that's shareable. You know, Not a lot of these clips or moments from matches where – shareable in a sense because they were sandwiched in a 40 50 minute video or sometimes um you know three four hour video when you get to like collision that we did last year it was a whole live thing so you can go back and find those clips and send them to your friends or you know that are are not friend are not fans of the schmodown or to front your friends that are fans of the schmodown and get a conversation going and, and relive those moments also if you get on that channel and you go to the playlist section i am really um, curating lists. I mean, there's like 30-something lists on that channel. So if you're looking for stuff on just John Roca moments, there's a John Roca playlist. If you're looking for just the Patriots, there's a Patriots list. Um, title matches, just title matches. Teams, just teams. I mean, uh, the the playlists are building as I upload more content. So there are about four, three, four videos on these playlists. But as time goes on, these playlists will fill out and you'll, you're going to have, you know, 20... 30 clips just for John Roca or for Rachel Cushing um, or for Clark Wolf, you know, the Shire Wolves. You know, you can go to really just about find any kind of player and there should be a playlist eventually for them. So that's the fun part of building out the channel. And uh, uh, like I said, you know, oh, I think maybe even more important to, to some folks out there is news and updates that Christian airs on SEN Live or sometimes when they break on backstage, like, like it happened this past week with the new number one contender match and the whole Guy Kalinowski thing, which we're going to get into in a little bit. Uh, all those clips will get uploaded onto that channel in four or five minutes, whatever it takes, you know, to, to kind of get the gist of what happened there. And uh, you can go there and get caught up. And uh, I do my best to get up in a timely fashion. But uh, like I said, it's another good place to go and catch up. Like mustard, man. Um I I I I you said what I did there. Yeah, I did. I did. Couldn't Couldn't resist. Resist. Yeah. Resist. You just Couldn't relish. Resist. You just relished in the fact that you pulled that off. I relished in the opportunity. Yeah, you did. I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> I so don't. I was trying. I was like, bun. Can I work a bun? Right. I'm gonna wait. Right. You bet your buns, Frank. I relished that opportunity. Boy, you really got um, into pickle, not figuring out what you're gonna do next. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Man. you're good at this game. I, I can. I, yeah. You know. 
You're from you're from Chicago. Yeah, so I know everything that goes on a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what else do you put on there? <laughs> exactly. Chili. It's getting yeah, a little chilly yeah. in here, Frank. But that's kind of cheesy if you ask me. Oh man, God, man, Jeez. you are just West Coast Franken. You brought up one of the promos that I wanted to talk about because I, I I remember H Town, Texas, Houston, Texas. Um, we were uh, riding around me, Christian. And Tom Dagnino, a.k.a. Bobby Gucci, and Eric sent the Civil War promo to Christian that morning with the um, the next episode music or whatever that is, or still yeah. Dre music. Like the acoustic version Still Dre. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I remember Christian watching it in the passenger seat of Elvis, the silver Ford F-150 that I call the king of the road. Um, he was watching it, and he was, like, freaking out. And I think we actually stopped and he so he could show me the full thing. Yeah. And it was one of those like, wow, like I am super hyped for this match now. And I already was. I was already sold. That one sold me even more. So Eric, the nerd chronic does great work. Um and, and you go you need to go support the Schmodan Quick Clips channel. Uh do ten thousand subscribers, we need it. them. Really never K, braver. never see that Rokadoc. But that that um that promo leads me into what I wanted. I guess our first topic could be. Um, we got a lot of stuff, but I say let's start with backstage. Um, we we were teased. Teased? Yeah, that's right. There there, there was a tease as to what the match would was going to end up being. Were we going to see Andrew Guy versus uh, Mike K.O. Kalinowski, the Killer Kalinowski number one contenders match? They were supposed to do that in Houston again. You know, they were supposed to do that at the Booker T World Gym Arena. Fell through because of the times that we're living in. So they're going to do this as a pay-per-view event at the end of August. And we were kind of like unsure because there was rumors, Frank read, that Mike might want to go in the tournament. And then it was like, well, maybe he does it. Maybe he wants this match. Well, you know, know. there's all these things going around. So um, we were going to get the answer from Mike and Andrew. Finally, we get the segment. Let me paint this picture here. You have Mike Kalinowski eating two ice cream cones at the same time. Right, and they were like dripping all over him. Like I'm sure all the uh, the fetish fan accounts for Mike Kalinowski were going crazy. And um, then you had Andrew Guy appear with devil make care hair and glasses and stuff all over his wall. You know, it was pinned to his wall. I think that it might have been a zoom backdrop, but I, I want to pretend like it was real. And it was all over his his. Um, his wall, and he starts talking about the Shmominati <laughs> working against him. So already we're, we're painting a weird picture. Christian tries to get Andrew to docu-sign. Andrew goes on a tangent. He doesn't ever docu-sign, but he verbally agrees to the match, right. which I guess works. And then it goes Like Jerry Maguire, to, my word is strong as oak. <laughs> <laughs> show me the money. Right. Um... And then it goes over to Mike Kalinowski. Mike Kalinowski says he's not doing it. He uh, opts out. He's going to enter the tournament, and then it hangs up. And then Christian makes a fantastic match. Talk about Houston. Talk about H-Town. Talk about Action Army Civil War. The rematch. Andrew Guy, Ben Bateman, winner is the number one contender. And then we were told that was going to be on undercard. We'll get to where the main event is later. But what was your reaction to this whole uh, thing? Yeah. It it was quite the spectacle for sure. Um, That's a word for it. And Andrew Guy and Mike Kalinowski 
put on quite a show on backstage. Uh, Kalinowski, I, you know what? You, I what? think you can really tell that he missed the Schmodown, his time away from the Schmodown, because he is just sucking up every minute of screen time and, and loving it. I mean, he is having so much fun uh, being the, the type of character we've come to, to love and know, you know that he's been that he's portrayed in past years. Andrew Guy, talk about a guy who just keeps evolving in this game yeah. in every single facet. Uh, he has gone from one end of the spectrum to the other and back again, it seems like. Uh, you never know what you're going to get from him. And when he popped up on screen, on backstage, I, you could not have predicted that would be the Andrew guy we would see in quite some time since, I think, the Drew McWheeney, um retirement announcement when they faced yeah. uh, corruption, right? So I guess McWheeney's retirement um, maybe led him down some weird path, and, and he he encountered the Shmominati, which uh, I don't know if you've seen the comments out there, Brad, about this, but apparently you and I are in the Shmominati. Um yeah. That's funny because uh, I don't even have a shirt for the Shmominati. You know, I think that's how that kind of thing rolls. But you, you know, need a T-shirt to gain membership. Well, I mean, if it was a thing, I think we'd have shirts. You know, just you know, as kind of like, hey, we're in this group. Are you hinting Let's... that shirts should be made? I'm. I'm just. Perhaps. Perhaps. I don't. You know. I like that idea. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, Andrew Guy was doing a lot of things. Kalinowski was doing a lot of things uh, on backstage. And am I surprised at the result from Kalinowski mainly? No. Nah. Uh, given the way he had been talking recently, uh, it makes sense that he, he went this route. I mean, he did it once already in, in not playing Chandru and opting for the Intergeekdom tournament. It only made sense yeah. that... <laughs> But why? He would do this. That's my question. That's my question. Well, he tells you why. why. But but why, I don't understand his reasoning. Well, he says he needs points for his faction, and so he enters the tournament because the tournament allows him to earn more points than if he played. Well, if he defeated a guy, then he'd play Bateman, and then he'd play for the title. That's three matches, but the degree of difficulty is considerably higher right from the get go with that type of route. If you enter the yeah, singles tournament, but, but. you're going to face, you know, someone fairly new in that first round. Second round will be a little bit more of a test. And then the third round, you got, um, you know, obviously it creeps up. But he's a, on the route that he was previously on, he was already at, like, peak difficulty. At least through the tournament, sure. it ramps up round by round. So the probability of him winning those matches increases as opposed to his former route. So I get it. But here's the thing. So, uh, okay. Singles match is worth two points for a win, right? Correct. Three for if you got a knockout. Right. Right, okay. Championship match is worth how many? Three. Okay. And if you get a knockout, four. Correct. Okay. So he's looking at ten possible points in those three matches. Sure. Right? Okay. Ten possible points. That seems to me, okay... And then in the singles, how many rounds are there? There's going to be, well, let's pull up the old, hold on, I had the bracket right here. Pull it up. 
Because I think that that 10 points to a title sounds a little bit more appetizing than than potentially being out in the first round. Because remember, we saw what happened with um, Kate Mulligan when she was like, you know what, I'm going to put Saul in the tournament. Saul's going to go through. He's going to get us a lot of points. He got zero points. There's so, Not a good idea. we got four rounds before you get to the finals. Now, look, is he going to get a TKO or a KO and that former out playing guy, Bateman, and then Merle Rocco, whoever has a belt? Uh, no, that ain't going to happen. Probably not. Probably not. But There's a higher probability a higher probability with a first round to get a TKO. We've seen that plenty in past tournaments. Uh, oh, yeah. There's, even, even with a deeper, you know, tournament, there's still but, a, but, okay, another possibility for a you. second round TKO. Let me stop you. Let me stop you here. Yeah. Does it make sense for the team? Yes. Does it make sense for who we know Mike Kalinowski to be? No. Why would Mike Kalinowski turn down an easier road to a championship and the glory of being the first ever three-division champion in the movie trivia Schmodown's history? Why turn that down just because of your team points? I, I get the loyalty to Shannon. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, she, not going to happen, but you could be on a different team next year. You really could be. A trade can happen. Free agency can happen. It's possible. So shouldn't the loyalty be to number one? Mike Kalinowski, get the gold, get the chips. That's what he wanted. We, how many times did we see Mike Kalinowski cry last year or the year before? Right. He was crying because he got the gold, not because he went through a tournament for his team. He wants the gold, sucker. So why turn down the glory as the character of Mike Kalinowski? Look, it might be just that, that there is a shift in his character, given the fact that we actually have factions. And look, you said that the, the, the easier route to a title, I, I think you mean quicker. 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 <laughs> Yes, yes, quicker route. Quicker route. Yes. There's Thank nothing you. easy about the former path. Uh, it's still a tiny bit easier because, just jumping ahead to this to, to the bracket, he's got to play Perry in the first round. Then he'll play either Mark Riley or That's Vito Drew. That's not an easy matchup. That's not easy either. Top. And then there's still Paulo Yama in there, Jeff Snyder at the at the other at the other end of his of his quad, um, who he will probably have to face. Maybe Robert Montano from Late to the Party. Maybe he's shocked and surprises. Certainly possibility. So, but those players are not the Bateman quality. They are not Merle Rocco Irwin a quality that he would definitely have to face. However, if he were to beat someone like Bateman, well, then you got to say, well, Kalinowski's obviously elevated his game, and so maybe he can he withstand has a chance. Bateman. Sure, but I'm talking about in this in this in this route. But also, Bateman is a different player. Than True. the one Kalinowski faced. Let's also remember that. So it's you're right that like the it's about two matches longer for Kalinowski in this tournament route than it would be in the route that he was on. But that shorter route is a more difficult route. Um, and I think if I mean, you're, if you're the, gonna lean the on the points facts. aspect, you can't. You know wh- what am I saying? He's lying about that. Are you like? No, I mean, yeah, I get the mathematics of it, and and, and I can I can even rock with him there. You know, I I, I can go with it. Like I I see where he's going. I get it, but at the same time, it's just like the character of Mike Kalinowski, the the killer, the KO, yeah. who we know him to be, the ultra competitive. You would think that he'd want to go for that chip, get the chip, get the other one, 
beat Chan, you know, beat Chandru, beat Smets because he can beat him before. Beat Bateman, he beat him before. You know, go with Roca, beat Guy. You know, go beat Roca or Irwin. Or I mean, I'm just saying, like, right? It makes more sense for him that way, in my opinion. And and I also just want to say that, um, I that I lost my thought. That's what I wanted to say. Well, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but 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 let's talk about the other. Let's talk about the other side of it. So Andrew Guy now with yeah. the Shmominati, uh <laughs> I guess not backing him, but working against him is now finding himself in another match. Now this is an automatic number one contenders match. Yeah. Before, uh, Andrew Guy and Mike Kalinowski were going to have to play to see who would be uh, in the match with Bateman, and then that's the number one contender. Now, Ixnay on that, we go straight to number one contendership. It's Ben Bateman in a rematch from live in Houston a year ago in May with Andrew Guy, the uh, Shmominati man. So I ask you, when that match was made official, how hype were you? You know, um, yeah, I, I was pretty excited. Not as excited as I could be for this was an actual live event, you know, that I could attend. But nonetheless, right. I'm excited to see the, this pairing again um, because, you know, there is a lot of history there. And yeah. this is, I think, a this is a but this is a different Andrew guy than Ben Bateman faced in terms of at least character, um, you know, Andrew Guy, when he faced Ben Bateman in Houston, he was a villain. He was the bad guy. He had Burnett. He had Roxy, you know, in his corner. Um, this time around, he's a debonair or, I don't know, some Shmominati, you know, fanatic now. Uh, but he has Sam Levine in his corner. He has um, a different breed of characters around him, you know, the good kind. Uh, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that translates. And also, I just got to say, I do find that it's kind of funny that Kalinowski has now, in effect, granted Chandru a title match. Just, there you go. Because he, Kalinowski said, no, I don't want to play it. And now he's just given, sort of in a way, Andrew Guy a number one contenders match without even having to yeah. work for it. It is kind of weird, but I do chalk it up to this type of year that we had. I think... If we had a regular year, I don't think the schedules would have worked out quite this way. At least I don't think they would have. So that's something to consider. But it is interesting how Kalinowski has kind of given a title shot to Chandru and given a number one contender shot to Andrew Guy without really making those guys, in a sense, work for it. Just kind of a weird observation. Well, again, that talks, goes back to my thing of like the, the who we know Mike Kalinowski to be. Yeah, yeah. Why would he be so magnanimous and generous? To uh, to these guys, I don't know. Um, I love the matchup though, the rematch of Ben Bateman and Andrew Guy, because I mean, obviously, the first match in Houston. Look, from a match play perspective, both matches that we got inside of a wrestling ring were not the greatest matches ever played by any stretch of the imagination. When you had double toasted kind of going out there and doing what they do, get toasted, and yeah. <laughs> they'd be, they were toasted, injuring Roca. Which I think I think I actually don't think that he injured Roca. I think Roca sneezed in the back and threw his back out, and then he blamed it on you know getting into the ring with the whole thing. But it doesn't matter. That's neither here nor there. My point is, neither one of the matches were the greatest match play in the world, but they were entertaining. This time, we saw Andrew Guy once again knocking on the door to the tournament final, and um, in teams. And then this season, in the match that he's played singles, he did win. 
And did he have? I think he had a perfect round one, didn't he? Uh, close. I think it was close. Or close. Yeah, I, think yeah. It was like I can't one remember the time I had, but it, it it wasn't that perfect. So he is a good player. Now it seems as though we've gotten the digital wheel figured out in the digital season. I don't think that we're going to get opponents and two spinners in a row. I don't think that's going to happen. So if that were the case, of course Ben Bateman is playing full Bateman ball now. I mean, he's full money ball Ben Bateman. And an Andrew Guy, though, works around him still on a consistent basis with Action Industries and all the things that they do together. You have to think a little bit of that magic rubs off on Andrew Guy. So I think that we're going to see a more compelling and a closer battle the second time around because Andrew Guy, trust me, he was living the gimmick that first time around. He was out the night before at the comedy oh, clubs. Oh, Everyone was yeah. buying drinks. You want to talk about double toasted. This man was triple toasted. <laughs> he was three sheets to yeah. the wind. He was feeling it. And this time around, in a bunker, studying, looking, all you can do is watch movies right now or television. Andrew Guy is going to be more prepared and more focused for a deadly, sharp, and 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 fierce Ben Bateman. But I think that this is going to be much closer than what we saw last time. Yeah, I, I would like to think so. Both of these guys, you know, are different players now than they were when they faced in Houston. Ben Bateman certainly has elevated his game. I think Andrew Guy, with a downtime, can can de- can dedicate more time. Uh, to whatever areas that he deems necessary. So, yeah, I fully expect a closer match uh, when they meet again. So this is going to be going down at the end of August, August the 27th. 7th, something, yeah. I have that right? Yeah. Um, August 27th is going to be live on Schmodown pay-per-view. Make sure you go to the Schmodown Live to get the information on how you can order it. And Christian said that this was going to be on the undercard. <laughs> And when I heard that, I was like, what are you, what? This is one of the biggest matches you could possibly make right now out of your available players. It's a rematch from one of the one of the greatest live events in the history of the Schmodown. It's going to be on the undercard? Are you out of your mind? And then a couple days went by, and I figured out what was the main event. And took you, it took it you a couple days? It all made sense. <laughs> well, I kind of figured it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But I didn't know. And then I knew. And then I was like, oh. The Ayatollah of rock and roll. The Mick Jagger of pro wrestling. The demo god himself. Le champion. Chris Jericho. Y2J. Is going to go one-on-one in the movie trivia showdown against, get this. Wait for it. Kevin Smith. Yo. I had to steal your sound on that one. Chris Jericho. Again, Y2J Chris Jericho, former WWE Undisputed Champion. He beat The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same night. And you don't think that he can beat Kevin Smith? Oh, you just made the list. (laughs) Yeah, this is a, a long time coming, this matchup. I think when free agency happened... Roxy picked up Jericho or signed Jericho, and then Coy counters with a Kevin Smith signing. Everyone said, well, this match has to happen. It was talked about earlier in the Collider Live days uh, of this Kevin Smith-Jericho match because Jericho was in uh, Kevin's 
It was uh, Jay and Silent, Jay and Silent Bob, Bob the reboot. The reboot, yes. And so he had so Jericho had a, had a little spot in that, and that's where their connection you know comes in. So this is this has been a long time coming, and you know I wasn't sure if this was gonna fall by the wayside like the hopes of getting the Rock. Remember back in the day we were trying to get the Rock to you know hopefully maybe do something that didn't quite pan out. Yeah, the Kevin Hart right that didn't quite pan out. But look, hey, this one. This one might be even actually a little bit better, in my estimation, just because Kevin Smith, an actual, just a true movie guy, you know, uh, loves, loves movies. Not to say that Rock and Kevin Hart don't, but Kevin Smith also has a big presence within, you know, the geek culture and, and kind of yeah. what this part, a large part of the art community is, is, is focused on. And then there's Jericho from the wrestling world, and he's also... You know, a big movie guys. I understand it, it, it that have got that I've gotten to learn about. So it's going to make for a very interesting match. I think it's going to be pretty good. I think that first round is probably going to blow a lot of minds about whoa, these guys throw up nine, eight points. Maybe a perfect round. We might see a perfect round, and no. uh, and then you know, then then we're off to the races in terms of uh, the next two rounds and, and what happens there. So it's um, man, I cannot wait wait for for that one to happen and uh it's gonna be a crazy day like you said the undercard guy in bateman and the main event chris jericho and kevin smith what year are we living in 2020 that's the year and we're getting this match the cherry on top of 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 a movie jewish mowdown week was this announcement for me obviously Coming from the world of pro wrestling, I remember the night that Chris Jericho walked out on Monday Night Raw and cut the raw of the rock off uh, when the Y2J yeah. countdown clock finally struck zero. And, um, you know, he he is... Here's the thing, that if you're not a wrestling guy and you're just kind of aware of Chris Jericho, he's one of the greatest of all time in professional wrestling. Like, it's not even an argument. If you say, you know, give me your top 10 all-time guys. Jericho's on that list. No pun intended. And the fact that he's going to go up against guy with Kevin Smith. Now, let's think about this. Kevin Smith, mall rats, right? Mall, dogma, right? Cop Out. I liked Cop Out. I was a big fan of Cop Out. I know he didn't really love making that movie with Bruce Willis, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I love the movie. My, my point is... This clerks. man, Clerks, Jay and Silent Bob. So I mean, yeah. it goes on and on and on. He, he he is very talented. And then he's also one of these guys who is a, like you said, so entrenched in the geek culture, such a, a pod father, if you will, a really a early adopter of the podcast and, and the live videos and the, the reactions and the breakdowns of different movies. He's been around, you know, Smodcast, Fat Man on Batman, uh, Hollywood Babylon. I mean, this guy... Um, he fits, they both fit this space so well. And Chris Jericho, a podcaster himself, would talk as Jericho. And he's still on All Elite Wrestling. He was the first All Elite Wrestling champion. This is huge. This is, these are mainstream names that people know, that people have heard of, that people are excited to see do whatever it is they're doing. And they're going to be competing in the movie trivia schmodown. Even if you're not a pro wrestling fan, even if you're not a Kevin Smith fan. As a Schmodown fan, you should be through the roof about this announcement because I am, Frank is, 
everyone is. You saw Twitter set a place. Jericho's already talking smack on Twitter. Kevin yeah. Smith is talking smack on Twitter. Booker T's gotten in the mix. Um, it's it's been incredible to watch. Um, just the announcement. I can't imagine what the promos and the match are going to be like. Oh my God, Frank Janish, I'm freaking out. Does does Booker make an appearance? You know, maybe from J- in Jericho's corner. You think maybe maybe. I mean, he's he just a phone call. Right, away. that's what I'm saying. Just, you I know. think, I think that he would have to remain impartial to be my, to be quite frank. Why? Or to be quite Brad? Because I think because Booker, he's a journalist, man. All right, now, he's he might, also he a fan. He's a fan, but he might be able to pick him. He might give his prediction. I mean, we might see a really badass Booker T keys to victory. Could we? Oh, come I think on that we now. I might need to return that. Come on. Harloff, holler at me. We got to bring that back. But, um, you don't have that I, music I anywhere that, um, on you because that would have, have been gold. Can you dig it, sucker? <laughs> that, da, 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 that works. Da, da. That works. There we go. But I, I, think that, I think that we have to make that happen in some way. Um, but, yeah, dude, I'm so, I'm so excited for this going down. Uh, it's on October. August 27th, the undercard has been Bateman Andrew Guy 2, uh, the rematch that I thought that we would never see. So if you're not excited about these ones. And then what else do we have coming up, Frank, that are all the um, the pay-per-view events? Yeah, we had a, uh, an announcement, official announcement with Kevin Smets and, and Chandra Nandapani for the Inner Geekdom title. That's happening. And then you, John Roca. I know who that was for. Said when, Kevin Smets. I, yeah. Um, John Roca. John Roca. I mean, <laughs> hey, yeah, spread the hate around. Spread it around. Um, okay, wait, real quick. Yeah. John Roca, Ethan Irwin. Did you see his tweets about being disrespected Look, because Ethan is kind of in the foreground? So, what I have to say, and I quote, some I quote Ellen Iverson when I say, we're talking about posters. <laughs> we're talking about posters. Posters. We're talking about posters, okay? Posters, man, come on. Yeah, we're talking about posters, but hey, whatever, whatever you need to. Uh... <laughs> posters, come on. All right, uh, that's enough. That's so silly. It was so silly of him to say, but I love him for saying it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's I it's do. such a John Roca thing. It's like, of course. Yeah, of course he would. But yeah, look but, at a poster. What was and my go, guy's name? How though, dare you? What was my guy's name from the Last Dance? The uh, player for Washington that Michael said. Came up to him and said, "Good game, Mike." Oh, I forget. I don't know. But he never said it. It was just for Mike to motivate himself. Oh, forty on him or whatever. What was it? I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's what this is for John Roca. That's also kind of the point. I don't remember the name of that guy that Jordan was talking about. That's how insignificant. That's how insignificant that player was. But Mike, in his mind, built him up to get him to get his own self going. So, but I mean. We all know Brian Ward's name. We did the poster. So just shout out to Brian Ward. Hashtag blame Brian. Uh, so we have John Roca, <laughs> Ethan Irwin. Boy, what what, what other ones do we have coming up? So uh, what else we got going on? What else? What I'm else? asking the, pay, the pay-per-views. Ethan Irwin, are those yeah. the only ones announced? Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, those yeah. are the main events announced. Okay. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm looking forward to all those. I think, um, who you got in Roca and Irwin? That's tough. I I think I'm going to take Roka only because I think he's just – it's been easier probably for him to be more entrenched with it. I think Ethan Irwin 
look, he's still going to give him a hell of a battle. It's still going to be a hell of a fight. I mean, like, I think that's kind of, like, the intriguing part about this matchup is Ethan Irwin doesn't have to do a whole lot of prep to come out and set the stage on fire. I think John Roca, at least John Roca gives this impression of that he's really got to hunker down and study and prepare and just so that he can beat Ethan Irwin. And it's it's just a really weird kind of difference of mentality of uh, you know of theory in, her, in terms of how to prepare for a Shmodan match. Ethan's going to be very competitive, and I'm sure he'll do his own version of brushing up on whatever he he deems necessary. But Roka, with the help of the exchange, you know, he talk, I think he talked about he was studying with uh, Barbarian for a couple hours. You know, and also, I don't know what Levine is doing with Erwin on, on on that side of things. You know, there could be more going on than we know. But if I'm judging off of previous years, uh, Ethan's not really... Ethan's probably just going to skim a Wikipedia page or two, look at some IMDB, and call it a day. Maybe he's taking it to another level. And if he does, well, then everyone should be really, really scared, namely John Roca. And I think that's why John Roca has to do this preparation. Because what if Ethan Irwin takes another level in that area that's scary stuff because look at what he's done not going to the other levels like bateman and roca have so but i think i'll give the slight edge to roca i just think uh you know he's been playing he's been he's played and he's been on the online he's been in that situation so he's familiar but uh it's gonna be good it's gonna be a great match Dude, I think that you're right. I think that you hit everything 100% on the nose. I think that Irwin, Irwin's deadly. We all know Ethan Irwin's deadly. We all know that Ethan Irwin could roll out of bed and win the movie trivia yeah. Smowdown championship on any given day. He's, he's that knowledgeable when it comes to just film, movies. He's been around it. I mean, the man runs silver pictures or what have you. Like, he yeah. knows what he's doing. John Roca. I almost regret saying this. John Roca is the movie trivia schmodown. And when you talk about a guy who not just lives film, he lives the schmodown. And that is his advantage in this match. It's not his past accolades. It's not his study strategy. It's the fact that he lives this. You know, you can't get him away from it. He's never going to retire. He's going to be around forever. And it's that passion and dedication that I believe is going to get John Roca uh, through Ethan Irwin and on to a number one contenders match. And be honest with me. I mean, either way, it's awesome. But to see Roca versus Dan for the title. Oh, man. Wow. I mean, I mean, I love Dan and Ethan, but I've seen that. I mean, I've seen Roca before, too, but I'm saying I've seen it more recently. Recently, yes. I want to see John Roca versus Dan Merle for the title. In a in a in a one on one situation. Because the last time they they saw each other was in a triple threat with Riley. You know, yeah. if you go to the Trivia Schmodown Quick Clips channel, you can see the, the, the final moments of the Dan Merle John Roca title match in which Roca won uh, in that great um reaction from him. Yeah, I would love to see that rematch. Two teammates. We've never had a title match between two teammates like that. We saw Clark Wolf and Mark Riley in a number contenders match to to go to a title shot in which 
that was for Riley then eventually went to go play Roca and then defeated Roca. Um, but we've never seen two teammates, I believe. It's been a rough week, so I, I could be fuzzy here, but I'm pretty sure we have not seen two teammates play for the singles title ever. And uh, this Especially could be not the two opportunity. Current yeah. champions. Right, right, right. Um, oh, exactly. Even that more so. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm excited for that one. And then who you got in Chandu and Smets? Just like early prediction. Um, I'm pretty confident in Smets. And I've you know, I've heard things here and there, and from I'm still really confident in, in that Smets will get the job done against Chandru. Uh, it's gonna be a hell of a fight, and uh, as of right now, I, I'm still pretty confident that Smets is gonna is gonna hold is gonna hold on to that belt when he gets the opportunity to defend it. Um. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought for a minute Chandrew had it, right? I thought that, man, this guy could do it. But I got into a random text message conversation the other day with Kevin Smets. Oh. As I was watching. Oh, you know, you know what? It was in the P-Square Boys chat. Yeah, I was trying to play Me, you, and I knew Kevin. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know that. And yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot. Well, yeah. you, you didn't say anything, so that's why I didn't know. Um, but I was watching X2. And I just, like, we were, I was just talking about X2, and then I just threw out a random question. I was like, hey, because I just noticed something in the movie. So mm-hmm. I was like, let me see if he knows it, like, off the top of his head. He knew it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even, it wasn't even difficult. And, and it's it's things like that that I learned from all over that, that, I'm, that I'm hearing. Um, and I'm not saying, like, he's got this thing on lock. That is Kevin Smets. Right. But I, I would... I would put some money down on Smets. I would not put money down on whoever Dan Merle faces, whether it's Irwin or Roko. I would on the Smets Chandra one, and that's and that's saying a whole lot. And, and that's not you trying to disparage Chandra. I'm not trying to disparage Chandra in like because he's good, no doubt about it. But right. I, I, at this juncture, I still feel pretty confident with Smets. Way more than I feel confident with whoever Merle faces. That's for sure. You used you've used juncture twice in this podcast, so you've hit your limit. Oh, like geez. no more juncture. Okay. You said it at the beginning, and you said it now. So I'm just letting you know you've reached your allotment right. of the of the term juncture. Let me, let me it doesn't that, matter. Let me mark that down. Okay. I'm I'm with you though on on Kevin Smets. Um, let's let's move into our our last topic of the day, which is the singles tournament bracket has been officially released in its entirety. Frank Janice, you have it pulled up on your handy dandy magic tablet there. Yeah, let's let's. I want you to. And here's what we're gonna do. I mean, obviously, we're gonna be talking about these matches as they happen, um, and breaking them down. And I think that we should probably do some sort of bracketology thing properly, but not today, because this is just kind of us looking at it. And we don't really know fully who's all going to be in it yet, because there's still some pieces who have to fall. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And there's some play-ins that have to occur. So this this is. The, the most complete bracket we're going to see at this juncture. Oh. So so why don't you uh, – let's just go through them just one at a time real quick and just your first your first, your first first inclination as to who is, is going to win. Okay. Actually, your first inclination. 
Okay, you ready? Yeah. What's the first one? We got uh, Andres Gallego and Adam Collins. We're starting at the top left, folks, if you're listening and watching. Uh, Andres Gallego and Adam Collins. I'm going Adam Collins. I don't know a whole hell of a lot about yeah. either one of these guys. You know, and, 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 and that's just because of their lack of visibility so far in yeah. the league. Uh, I know that they've done things outside on the periphery of the movie TV Schmodown, and I've heard I've heard their names a lot. Um, so I'm going to just follow Janish on this one, which always seems to be a smart bet. I'm going to go Collins. I will say about Adam Collins, uh, we've done some homework on some of these incoming rookies from the fan league, so I feel pretty good about Adam Collins, but I do got to do some more homework on Andres Gallego. So my opinion on that could change, but as of today, Adam Collins. Okay, and then okay. that winner will face either Dan Merle or John Roca. Now, I'm going to pick one of those guys over the playing winner. So, yeah. there you go. Uh, Lon Harris and Sabina Graves. I'm gonna go Lon Harris. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Lon Harris. He's beat the yips. He's ready to go far in the tournament. I like Lon's chances against Sabina. Sabina's great. Yes. Good. I'm Lon. Lon can be great. I'm very excited to see Sabina Graves. I think she's going to surprise people and make it a very close match. Um, so, and anything can happen in these. In these tournaments, as as we've seen so far with Star Wars, um, as the great Macho Man Randy Savage once said, "Always expect the unexpected." That's right. And then uh, from the quirky marks, we have the one, the kid, Brendan Meyer, going up against Alonzo Duralde. Yeah, yeah. Who do you who do you got in that one? I'm gonna go with the kid. Brendan Meyer. You know you know who I got. Oh, oh, oh. Give us some Rony, brother. Oh, yeah. I'm going with the fine, young, tenderoni, Brendan Meyer. And if you find the tenderoni, oh, man. that is right for you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Give us... Give us some Roni, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Give yeah. us some Roni, brother. Wow. That's what I want Brendan Meyer to come out to. This, You know how uh, Ben Bateman, uh, his theme song was like, the boss is back. back yeah. Back. yeah. Right? And then it hits the thing. Brendan Meyer's <laughs> new theme song has to start with, give us some Roni, brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> come on, Brendan. Oh, man. Come on, Brendan. Wow. And then when he wins. And if you find the oh, jeez. This would... You know, I, on, I, it's been so long since we've talked about the kid that I kind of forgot about the whole Tenderoni thing. And boy, this was, uh, this is just what I needed. This is just what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some Roni, brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do we continue? How do we continue after that? Yeah. But we're going to. I got, but I got Brendan Myers. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a great match. That's going to be a great match. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Mark Andreco versus Matt Atchity. The guy who sometimes knows the rules and once in a while in a blue moon forfeits a win. Uh, I like Mark Andreco's chances here. I do. It's gonna be tough. I, I, yeah, it's not an easy. It's not a sure win for him. It's not a slam dunk. But I think that this is a properly seeded match. I think that these guys kind of uh, obviously Mark's on a on a bit higher of a plateau. You know, and he's a higher tiered player in my opinion. But as far as knowledge goes, Matt Atchity, I mean, this sure. is Mr. Rotten Tomatoes himself. The guy knows what he – he knows. The man knows. And and, and him versus Mark Andreco is really good. If you heard Mark Andreco on SEN Live recently, 
Or, if you're subscribed to the Trivia Schmodown Quick Clips channel, you would have seen this clip about Mark Andreco talking about how he's watched just about every single Schmodown match during these quarantine times. So, to me, that says he's making a tremendous effort. Also, you know, he, he's roommates with Zipper Decimal Secret, if you've been paying attention uh, to the Schmodown and, and things that have gone on. Uh, so, he's been helping Zipper. And so, he's been in kind of this Schmodown mode for a little while now, and it's we're going to see it in full display, or the fruits of that labor, potentially, uh, in his first-round matchup with Matt Atchity. Now, this next matchup with these two players, one player in particular, when I when the bracket came out, I had to immediately find out who this guy was playing. I just had to know, because Chance Ellison has been just tortured with some of these first-round matchups, and Chance Ellison will be going up against David del rio of the rock stars and i gotta say this is a favorable matchup for chance this yeah. dude is on another level this year look at what he did uh facing uh, facing the family uh look at what he's done in the inner geekdom tournament thus far yeah the dude is on a roll and david del rio is no slouch he's played fairly well in his few matches and singles matches but i like chance a lot here to get to get out of the first round chance is making a deep run. Dude's deadly. Chance is my dark, right now. He's my dark horse pick to win the entire tournament. Yeah, let me let me. Jump. I believed in Chance yeah. Ellison before everyone else. <laughs> January nineteen, he's going to be a champion this year. What happened? He became a champion. It's true. I believe in the kid. He's got the goods, the Cobra, and. Is my pick. I kind of want to just throw some some numbers for Chance, just just so people understand what's going on here. Uh, last year in his four singles matches, he answered eighty seven percent. He answered eighty seven percent, averaged eighteen points a game. Uh, when you look at his first rounds last year, uh, he had three perfect first rounds out of four matches, and he got all all three of those bonus points uh, three times. Uh, look at you know so he's he is deadly he's averaging 7.8 points in the first round uh in singles that was last year that was last year just last year's numbers not all time but last year so i agree with you i think this dude can definitely make it real real far i think he's gonna make it uh, looking at this bracket i think he could definitely make it to a quarterfinal where he will either face i think well Bibiani Barbarian, and so we can get down into that and that quad in a little bit. Let's let's go to the next one. What's the next match? Yeah, so we got Liz Shannon Miller of Swag versus the Switchblade Rachel Silvestrini of the Den. The Switchblade. I think she's officially been given that 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 name she as per been. backstage. She officially Christian. also yeah has blonde hair. Well, I that's been say. for a little time. Yeah. But yeah, but it's official. She officially has it. Okay, because I saw her on backstage. So that made it more official then, as opposed to other times she's appeared with blonde hair. She didn't appear with blonde hair before on Sen, has she? Well, no, no, no. But like on her other streams and other stuff, she's shown that she's had that hair for a little bit now. Wait, 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 wait. Just remind me of something. Okay. Our show comes on what channel? The Showdown Entertainment Network. That's right, Frank Janish. 
You think I watch any of these other crap? I only watch what's on S-E-N. And anything that Roxy does, oh. Video Drew, <laughs> um, <laughs> Roka, uh-huh. uh, uh, any other channels that I'm forgetting. But I'm just saying, when you make your debut okay. on the okay. SEN, that's when it's official. She officially has blonde hair. She's officially the Switchblade. And she's going against who again? Remind me. Liz Shannon Miller. Oh, man. I like this matchup it's because good. this is really – um this is actually a tough one. This is a tough first rounder. Yeah. It can go either way. I think I'm betting on Rachel on this one. I think Liz Shannon Miller, yeah, she had a she had a good run uh, maybe a season. Was it last season or yeah. season before? Yeah, she went 3-0. Right, and, and she did good in the tournament. She beat JTE. You know, there was all this stuff. Again, this is one of those you can wake up and be the most knowledgeable movie fan in the room or you can live and breathe the schmo down like I was talking about with Ethan and Roca. I think this is a similar situation. I think that Rachel lives and breathes it. Rachel's going to move forward in the tournament, after, at least through round one, maybe further. Yeah, this one is pretty. It's a pretty interesting matchup, and I think it's going to come down to multiple choice usage and conversion. To tell you the truth, uh, when you look at Rachel, when she's gone to multiple choice last year in her two matches, she went to multiple choice five times and answered them all five times. You look at Liz Shannon Miller. She went to multiple choice eight times, uh, converting on four of those opportunities. But she does have a higher accuracy rate from last year at 67% to Silvestrini's 63%. Um, this is going to be a very interesting matchup. I, you know, I was curious to see where Rachel would fall um, on this bracket. And getting getting paired up with Liz Shannon Miller is, is probably as, as good as you could hope for. Um, and I think if Silverstreaming can have a good first round, I think she can take it. Um, the problem is she hasn't in the past, but can she fix it? Because I look at their numbers from last year, Lish and Miller averaged 5.6 in the first round till Silverstreaming's four. So it's it's actually going to be a really close match. It's kind of a pick 'em, but uh, I think from what I've seen with Lish and Miller. And I, I still go back to she was touted as kind of one of these Irwin, you know, highly touted by the yes, Irwin yeah. camp. I still like yeah. to think that's that player that they saw somewhere still in there. So I'm going to give the slight edge to Lashana Miller. Okay, I'm shocked by your pick. Let's move. Let's move on. So we have What's the next one: whew, the Barbarian versus Whitney Seibold. It's another banger, man. Just a banger. I'm gonna go. Well, you know, you. I'm gonna go barbarian. I am too. Yeah, I think. But yeah. if Whitney gets something in the second round that's in his wheelhouse, it's gonna be a very, very close match. Very, very yeah. close match. Whitney has a great base, and he can put up eight, nine points um, of perfect round. You know, um, in that first round, barbarian obviously, and his one singles match we've seen him perfect. So that's an alpha matchup. Uh, next matchup, we're gonna have a play in with Frank Moran of swag and james white of the den look man jimmy white is one of those guys who we've talked about several times in the show um i know he's been done great stuff in the fan leagues he was a what was he a second round over second round pick yeah from robert Mar burnett yep. i mean and he hadn't played yet this is his time to shine now if he loses his play in brother we're not going to hear from you for a while but if you win this one and he and the winner of this plays who William the Beast, Bibiani. Mm. 
not great because we know how Beast is during tournament season. Um, Beast is always gonna he's always gonna go far in the tournament. I say always. I don't want to jinx him, but he he, he, he normally he normally does well in the tournament. But I'm gonna go Jimmy White. Yeah. Um, taking the victory there, he's gonna get the dub, and then with him and Bibbs, I don't really know enough about James White to bet against William Bibiani. So yeah. I gotta I gotta go with William Bibiani. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same camp. I I I know James and uh, I know. A little bit of like his worth ethic, worth ethic, work ethic in terms of like preparation and what he's working on. So um, that's not to say Frank Moran's doing the same thing, but I think James White, being from the fan leagues, uh, familiar with the type of setting we're going to be having these matches in, gives him an edge. Um, but winning that and then facing Bibiani, it, that's that's no easy task. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give that one to Bibbs. Yeah. And after Bibiani beats Jimmy White. He's going to turn to his tag partner. He's going to slap five and tell him, Give us some Roni, brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best it, one ever. It is pretty good. So what's Okay, good. so I found this live performance of, uh, like, randomly on YouTube, sc- scrolling through, mm-hmm. you know, and there's just, like, on a playlist, and there's Bobby Brown singing Tenderoni at some serious XM live event or whatever. And I was like, oh, man, it would be great to find this clip. This is what I wanted. And if you find the tenderoni, that is right for you. That's what I wanted. And I was like, oh, man, that would be great drop for the schmodown. So I was editing it today, and then I accidentally put this in here. Give us some roni, yeah. brother. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's even better. <laughs> and then them together is just phenomenal. Match made in heaven. All right, let's move on to the right side of the bracket. Yeah. Let's, try to get, let's try to go through these. So we got uh, this interesting situation where Jen Kemp and Sabrina Ramirez will find out who, depending on the Roka, Merle, Irwin situation, one of them, Kemp or Ramirez, Sabrina, will face Vinny Mancuso of the dungeon. Tough, tough to pick between whatever combination we're going to, whatever matchup we get here. Uh, Vinny looked pretty good in his team match. And Jen, I, she's another fan leaguer who has a lot of experience. Sabrina, a rookie, has not played in a fan league no as far as I know. Exactly, anywhere. there's nothing out there. Uh, I don't. I feel kind of irresponsible choosing someone, but I guess I will. I'll go Jen. I think she has more experience in this area than anybody of of, of those of that three. Uh, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see Vinny win it. You know, whoever he plays. Uh, yeah, Vin Man is Vin Man is real dope. I really like him. I think that he's super talented. And then um Jen Kemp, again, she did she did well in her IG match, and she did she isn't even an IG kind of player. And she did yeah. very well in her IG match. Yeah. So that always, you know, shows me that if you can if you can do well or, or, or passable or good in IG and, and that's not your strong suit, you know movies. So that's why I think Jen Kemp would is a, is a good pick. That's a good pick, and I, I just don't know anything. I like Sabrina a lot, but I don't, and I know that she's knowledgeable about film, especially in a in a, in a crit, critic standpoint. Right? Is she good at a trivia standpoint? I don't know yet because I haven't seen anything, so I can't pick her. Right? How does that, that translate? Said, that be, you know, we don't know yet. You know, irresponsible. Uh, okay. and then the winner of that play-in will face either Ethan Irwin or John Oroka, who I don't care who wins that one. I, I don't care who's in those slots. Irwin Oroka will get out of that first round. As a Dane Cook movie starring Jessica Alba once was titled, good luck, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. a tough match. you got to believe, especially if you get Roka, like, 
that dude because yeah. if, if he just lost to to He's either Irwin or yeah exactly you're gonna get a a PO John Roca in that match. Yeah. Uh, then we have Paul Preston and Eric Zipper. This is brutal. Oh, that's a banger. I f- oh. that's a banger. I cannot believe this is a first round match, but uh, I mean it is. And uh, I'm gonna go with Paul Preston, but God. I really want to root for Zipper. I just love what he's... I just love the trajectory he's been on ever since he's gotten into the Schmodown. And he's just continued to better himself at this game. And, man, he catches he catches a chance Ellison-like matchup here, um, kind of behind the eight ball, going up against Paul Preston. So. Yeah, that one's a Oof. real banger, man. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a tough, tough, tough pick. I'm going to go Paul Preston, but it's like... 55-45. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Eric Zipper's been so good, especially in IG. Um, he's he's fresh off a tournament. You know what I mean? By the time he gets to this, he's going to be fresh off a tournament. So um, I kind of like his odds, too. That's why it's like it's 55-45 Preston. Yeah, it's me a good one. Uh, then we have Jader Paramo versus Jim Vavido. This is another tough one because I like Jader a lot. I like his potential. I th- I like to think he's he's going to use a lot of what he's learned from the usual suspects, but Jim Vavita, uh, a guy who's not too keen on the rules all the time, although I think Roxy's working on that probably with him. Dude has a wealth of knowledge. I it pains me, but I'm gonna pick Vavita. Yeah, man, that's I gotta go Jim Vavita. I do. Yeah. I but again. I'll be honest with you. I don't feel great about it. I'm not too confident either. Yeah, but uh, but I'm gonna go Jim Vavita. Now this might be my favorite matchup of the first round matchups: Tim Franco versus Tom. God, another banger! <laughs> Tom, I'm going Tom. I'm going Franco. I'm looking. For, I'm I'm looking for an upset here, and I think Franco can do it. I think. He definitely has the ability. I don't think a lot of people are going to debate whether or not he has the ability. It's about whether right. he can. I I like Tim Franco's odds here. Um, this is probably one of the worst matchups I think Tom could get because I think he's – if Tom does pull out the win and uh, a lot of people are going to pick him, rightfully so, Tim Franco is going to make Tom work for this W. He's going to make him work. And when Tim Franco in his lone singles match he played Matt Atchett, he missed one question. That's a different type of league sure back then when he played in that singles match against match at against Matt Atchity. Tim Franco looked pretty good and he's pretty solid. Let me, let me look at his uh his team numbers, because um, there's more of a, uh more of a set, more data set on him. When you look at his overall accuracy uh through teams uh, in three matches, he's at 78%. Uh, his first round, he's 20 of 25 in, in three team matches. So, But Tim Franco is a guy who's always up on movies and is trying to... I'm sure when you saw this matchup, I, I'm sure he's salivating at the chance to pull this massive upset. There's no doubt in my mind he's going hard to prepare for this match, and that's why I, I think he could do it. I think he could do it. I mean, again, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. But I'm going Tom. Yeah. I said that's gonna be interesting. All right. 
now we have uh, a new entrant into the tournament. I don't know if you've heard of this guy. Mike Kalinowski, he's in the tournament, and he's going up against Perry Nemirov. I actually love this first round Yeah, match. yeah. And I'm a big Mike Kalinowski guy. I think that he can go far in this tournament. But, 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 but here's my advice to Mike. Don't take Perry Nemirov lightly. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. This is somebody who's got it right here. She's got the knowledge. She knows movies. She's another one of those I know movies. If she just studies up a little bit and gets some questions about Jurassic Park, it's going to be a bad day for KO. We remember the triple threat, Mike. We remember it. Hey. We don't want to see it happen again. Don't take Perry lightly. They call her scary for more reasons than just it rhymes with their first name. With Perry and Kalinowski for this match, Perry has more of the Schmodown itch than she's ever had. And I think that could be a big problem for Kalinowski. Huge. Um, Huge. If Perry gets a category in round two she spins that's right in her wheelhouse... Kalinowski could be in some deep trouble because then he's got a, he's got a hope he lands on Bond or he lands on DC whatever he throws up on the wheel right. Um, yeah. I think Perry's a little bit more well rounded, so I could see her edging out Kalinowski in the first round to be honest. But uh, Kalinowski, I mean, he somehow he just pulls off wins that he shouldn't. Um, you know, and so I'm I'm gonna ride with Kalinowski on this one, but again, I'm not terribly confident. I'm going Mike for sure, mm-hmm. just based off his ability. Um, and you say he finds a way to win. He's one of those guys, and you meet him sometimes. He's just a winner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's just a winner. The guy's a winner. And I can't hate on that. He might have a punchable face, but he's a winner. It's like Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. He might have... It might have not been the greatest path there, but in 09, he got the chip. He got the dub. He got the World Series win. Hold on. He got the World Series win with the Yankees. Then retires in 16, gets signed by both ESPN and Fox. When does that happen? He signed to both of them. That's crazy. And then he stumbles into an engagement or an entanglement (laughs) with Jenny from the block. And is going to get married to her. The man is a winner. I just that is my. That's what I was going to say. Is it is Mike Kalinowski and Shannon Barney the A Rod and J Lo of the yeah. showdown? I'll go for that. <laughs> right. I'll I go think, for that. I think that kind of works. Um, all right. Next matchup we have is Mark Riley versus Video Drew. Now, Video Drew, she's been doing these uh, quizzes with Nerd uh, Nerd Chronic. Yep. So. They're going through movies and kind of doing these deep dives on certain movies. And uh, I'm not quite certain if she's preparing majority of the questions or Eric is. Maybe it's just shared responsibility. But that type of thing, you know, can can be helpful when you get into a singles tournament. Now, Mark Riley's not prone to uh, the upset. The You know, Stacey Howard, Andrew Guy. There is a bit of a history here. But with that being said, I think Mark Riley does get out of the first round and will defeat Video Drew. Riley's the safe bet. 
But I think Video Drew beats him. I think this is the talk again. This is this is this is uh, Video Drew is unassuming, right? Like you'd think, oh, Video Drew, that's a pretty good first round matchup for Mike, Mark Riley. He can, he can get that one. He should get the dub in that one. And that's what he's gonna think too. Until Video Drew shows up and she starts pulling him out, and you go, whoa, 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 whoa. I wasn't expecting this because she's somebody who's gone not feet first, head first <laughs> into the movie trivia showdown the last year. And um, I think that the first round is a good time for an upset. Video Drew's my pick. But also, let's remember, unlike in years past, Mark Riley actually has a support system around him that he hasn't had in prior years with the likes of Merle, Roca, Bateman, Barbarian. That can do a lot. And I think when you've seen Bateman and Riley play together, I think you've seen an improved Riley. And I think Riley's, Riley's going to come into this with a chip on his shoulder, to tell you the truth, even though he's a two-time singles champion. Um, he's a tournament winner of the team's tournament, right? Um, he's, you know, he's been in the team title match or you know lost to the patriots as with the shy wolves he's been to these mountaintops before and yeah a lot of people uh, including myself in recent times have kind of doubted riley's ability cast him off right put him on an island by himself with just yeah, wilson the volleyball exactly and i think he's gonna come out here and make a statement in, in this first round match and yeah i'm gonna take riley so we move okay. on to our second to last Second to last matchup with, with with Jeff Snyder versus the fan from Late to the Party, Robert Montano. One of the first, the, him and Vanessa were the first fans to kind of get into the showdown and play a match. And uh, Robert Montano is going to make his singles debut in the tournament against Jeff Snyder, a former two-time teams champion and um, a guy who played for the singles title last year. I'm Gonna go Jeff Snyder. He he's a, you said about Mike Kalinowski. He's a winner. Jeff Snyder's a winner. There's no doubting. There's no denying it. Wait, hold on. You smell that? Oh boy, here we I go. Smelling up. Do you? I smell an upset. <laughs> Give us some Rona, bro. Oh yeah. It works for everything. I'm it really thinking. Does. <laughs> I'm, it works for everything. I'm thinking Robert. Robert. Yeah. Over Snyder. Snyder. I'm picking him. Yeah. I don't know why. But I just feel like Robert has found the tenderoni that is right for him. <laughs> We're gonna see. That's an interesting. That's an interesting matchup. Um, I like now, we have a playing match. Our final playing match that we're talking about here is Marisol McKee going up against Bonnie Somerville, who was like the first announced player of the tournament, like confirmed. I wonder. Yeah. Who's gonna win this one, Frank? I am the person who didn't know what odd job was. Oh boy, yeah, that really. Yeah, I'm sure that really. Uh, yeah, it really got you there. And you don't know a thing about Marisol Look, McKee, here. do you? I'm not. I'm not trying to hate on Bonnie. Oh boy, here you go. But my cat would beat Bonnie Somerville oh, in a oh, movie trivia match. Come on, come on, that's not nice. He would. First of all, killer blue eyes. Those Second are nice. Of all, Those are nice baby blues. Yeah. It would happen. Say hi. Say bye. Okay. Okay. Run free. <laughs> um, I'm going with Marisol McKee. Everything which I, the which light I do touches know a little bit. Yours. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Marisol McKee as well. I, I did a little research on Marisol. There's not a whole lot of tape, but I did find a match that she played in. And 
she's she lists her strengths and lists the match that I saw as uh, Harry Potter and movie release dates. Uh, she looked pretty solid, decent enough in the match that I saw her play, uh, which is to say it's more than, I'm sorry, it's more than enough to beat Bonnie Somerville. Um, but yeah, that winner will play Paul Oyama. So not a great consolation so The winner prize. will probably catch an L, a big one. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Maybe two. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I like Paul's chances against either one of them. Uh, you, yeah. you know, he he was he he bested Merle. He was a singles champ. He defended it against Snyder in New York. I mean, he's and look, he's kind of had a rocky start to this new uh, persona in terms of. I mean, he lost a close one to to, to Roca in a sense. Close um, played really well with final exam. Lon Harris uh, lost a tough intergeekton match to Chance. You know, he talked about how. Teams and singles, that, that area is really where he thrives, and uh, I think he's going to put it on full display here against whoever comes out of that Marisol McKee and Bonnie Somerville match. Yeah. That's it. And that is our first round preliminary breakdown of the Schmodown, Ultimate Schmodown singles tournament going down this year. 36 people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of matches. But I'm excited for it, man. A um, lot, lot of good lot of good matchups in the first round. I'm, I'm really amped about it. But Frank Janish. I think we did it all. I think we've done it all. We, you've said it all. That's how Howard Stern ends every one of his interviews. He goes, you've said it all. You talked about it all. Anything else we need to say? No. You've said it all. And I think we're signing off. I want to let the people know where they can find you and follow you. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FrankieJ29. Subscribe to the Trivia Schmodown Quick Clips channel. Do it. You can find me on all social media at Brad Gilmore. And ladies and gentlemen, this weekend, I hope you enjoy it. You can find me at Brad Gilmore, and I hope you find. And if you find the tenderoni, that is right for you. This is the Schmodown Rundown, and we'll see you next week. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL, Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nyx.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.